securing trusted identities of the world's people, places, and things. Every day, millions of people in more than 100 countries use our products and services to securely access physical and digital places. Over 2 billion things that need to be identified, verified, and tracked are connected through HID Global's technology. All right, let's get it kicked off. Session two, Jeanette, thank you for joining me again. Um, Thanks Dar for inviting me. Yeah, Darwin, all right. Um, last time we talked about visitor management. This time we're gonna talk about, actually a topic I hear a lot about when we talk PIM, um, access control. Uh, a lot of our customers when they're coming to us have access control. Um, and depending on who you talk to, they may think of these two things as coexisting like on top of each other, so maybe in conflict. Um, but I don't think of it like that. I, I think of these things as uh, complementary to each other. Um, when you think of PIM, the, the, the PI, I think, is maybe the most important part of the I, the, the identity portion of that, physical identity specifically. You know, where people are going, who that person is, all of those fun things. Um, and with access control, you get a little bit of that but PIM brings so many more controls, so much more robustness in terms of tool set uh, and, and workflows and being able to adhere to compliance on a greater level. So, so to me, they really are complementary. Um, a PIM system wouldn't exist without that base access control system anyway. Uh, we're not the ones actually opening the door. Um, we just talk to the things that help open the door. Um, and so I think it's a, it's a great topic to have. Um, a great topic to discuss with you two because Jeanette um, you're hearing this from a lot of your customers and I think that went into the topics we're going to talk about here um, many of your customers are coming to you they've got a lot of locations um, I think a topic that comes out of that <clears throat> is other types of access control systems or access systems uh, and then Darwin's got a little show-and-tell lined up for us um, he's actually going to touch on a few different tools that I think help when you're looking at a pretty distributed organization, just a couple of them. Um, but let's get kicked off with the first session or the first topic anyway. Um, Jeanette, you are hearing from a lot of your customers that have big distributed organizations. What are they coming to you looking for? What are they coming to you asking about? Yeah, absolutely, Matthew. Um, so a lot of my clients, some of them may be using our system today or others um, as strictly a visitor management solution. And, you know, then then we look at, you know, when do you start getting into identity and access management solutions? And I found that clients today that are using visitor management have a lot of employees that are traveling to non-permanent locations and they're being treated like a visitor there today um, and some of the challenges around that uh, one in particular that comes to mind is that uh, i recently had a client who that employee was hitting a watch list at the facility that they were going to um, and that's costly to the organization because if it's a uh, an outside service, you know, hitting against um, something like that, they're being charged additional for that. 
But not only that, it's disgruntling to the employee who who feels like they're being treated like someone off the street instead of an employee. Um, so we can alleviate that situation by having a true access con or, I'm sorry, a true identity access control system or going to PIAM. Um, as opposed to just having visitor management because we have the ability of that employee being able to go in and um, request access there and the person coming in is going to treat them a lot differently, maybe a VIP. Um, so that could also be noted in that visit that you have a VIP visiting. Um, but some of the other common challenges that I found across multiple organizations is you know, they've grown through acquisition. Uh, a lot of them have different physical access controls um, and no way to manage all of them. So as you know, with the true identity access management solution, having the ability to onboard, but also terminate access um, when somebody leaves the organization is a big challenge for many companies. So this allows organizations to have one pane of glass and look at those different access systems and set different policies based on different security procedures and policies that each location may have globally. Um, and they also have the ability to incorporate, you know, automated workflows to ensure each identity has the appropriate access as well as you know when terminations should arise um, and this helps companies avoid costly rip and replace of different access control solutions and then um, one of the other things that you touched on is let's just <clears throat> say for instance that i'm traveling to a location that um, not using cards uh, and access control to tap against a door, but I physically need to get into a door. Um, you know, the days of carrying metal keys uh, is becoming more obsolete and organizations are looking for other ways to be able to manage that. And we have the ability within our identity access management solution to uh, integrate with other HID solutions such as electronic locks. So it allows organizations to uh, program that digital lock ahead of time and give me the ability to access that when I get there, making it very seamless. Yeah, I think that one's a really, it's both really important and really interesting because the numbers I've heard, Darwin, I don't know what you've heard or Jeanette, what you've heard, to put a new access control system on a door could be three to five thousand dollars a door. Um, so that's a very expensive proposition when you've got a pretty large organization. Um, and then you've also got to, to what you were just saying. We're, we're, we've got um, also Bloy Click that that is an electronic kind of key. So think of those big keys you had on on uh, cars back in the day that had the big kind of unit behind them. You know that's negotiating. Does Jeanette? have the right key is Jeanette on the list um, similar to a card but still a metal key so being able to manage those why does Jeanette have this who approved that all those fun things at the same times we're seeing um, other types of um, 
systems like smart lockers. Um, so Traca, our friends also within the Asa Bloy umbrella. Um, <clears throat> if you think of some of those organizations that are uh, flooring equipment, field equipment, phones, point of sale devices that you might walk around the floor with, um, like when you go to the Genius Bar at Apple, or uh, really anything from a security standpoint that, that a guard staff may have or other types of um, equipment that need to be checked out. I need to know Darwin has device three. Why does Darwin have device one, two, three? Has he checked it back in? You know, all of those things. And so um, again, they tie back to an identity. Um, so I think that's a great topic to bring up and we can touch a little bit more, I think on that one there in a second, Darwin, um, when you open up the system. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and it's a it's a it's a natural progression from the visitor management uh, experience where you have in PIM you are able to do this hire to retire, whereas people you know they, they their role changes and, and their location changes, you can implement you know with a solution like you know physical identity access management you can uh, automate a lot of the the access uh granting activities so instead of somebody having to be going to manually on you know on each you know applicable location especially on, on, on global organizations and onboarding that person directly on on the physical access control system you can have a solution that can automate you know based on my role so let's say that i started in customer support, but now I move to finance or accounting or information technology, mm -hmm. that all the access that can be automatically granted can be granted by virtue of my role changes. And mm -hmm. those accesses that I no longer need because of my role has changed can be automatically removed without any user intervention. Uh, yep. In my conversations throughout the years, one of the challenges is maintaining you know the access control list so a solution like physical identity access management can help you guide that and also for those organizations that require higher assurance or you know there's more uh, security conscious they can also add for those sensitive areas they can add controls where somebody needs to review and approve yeah a, a, a request for access before it's granted so you can have a balance of automation where you know the menial tasks the day-to-day -day, the, the things that are, are you know should should not be an issue granting for a user of a certain role they can be granted without any user intervention so that now you liberate those responsible for those locations and those areas to focus on the sensitive areas and making sure that only authorized personnel get that access. Yeah, I think that last point um, around differing security levels is important because we should also look to adopt least privileges um, similar to what you see in cybersecurity or digital identity world. So I think that's a really good call out because least privilege also then st extends into i think this is going to be prevalent in an organization that has long tenured employees and you mentioned kind of moving within the organization that accumulation of privileges over time 
you know, Matthew has access to 47 different buildings because he visited them one time and we never revoked them because we didn't have the mechanism in place or he needed to visit one department one time. Uh, you know, one potentially that has sensitive information, finance, support or IT, all of these that have potentially um, compromising information should the wrong person access. I think all of those lend to greater controls and all of what you said. So I think those are great call outs, Darwin. Um, let's keep it rolling. And <clears throat> we talked a little bit about <clears throat> the trackers and the clicks of the world and, and within SAFE, there's, um, I think we call it asset manager. Um, it's kind of a little module that you can add on. You extend a lot of those core competencies around identity controls to those other types of systems. Um, you mentioned a little bit about that, Jeanette. <clears throat> Darwin, what does that look like though when you're, when you're thinking about safe and extending to those systems beyond safe? Any thoughts of where a company might start? So, one of the things that you can you, 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 you can use a physical identity and access management solution is, as mentioned before, you, you, you get you get your visitors, you get your employees that hire to retire, but you can also leverage it for uh, managing different types of assets. So just like you manage an identity, you can manage an asset. And what, what could be an asset? An asset could be uh, you know a, a key to a locker, a key to a lock, uh, it could be a audiovisual equipment, keys to a car, tools. So by you know treating treating that asset as 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 another identity, now you have the ability to put controls on those assets. And especially you know, so let's say you have expensive tools, audiovisual equipment, you know, computers, uh, projectors, uh, cars, uh, vehicles. So you can have, you know, around that, you, you can have a, a way to document the who, when, what, uh, Where, of, why, you know, yeah. handling that 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 asset. So you know, you you can maintain accountability, and not only maintain accountability, but you can, you know, allow your users, you know, empower them to request those assets through services like self-service boards where they can go in, okay, I, I need to sign out a vehicle. I can put an, an asset request and, and, and sign out that vehicle or that tool that I need instead of, of you know, having to, you know, maybe maybe unrest paperwork that might, might need to be turned in somewhere else. You mm -hmm. can, from the comfort of your own desk, you can log on into a, a, a web portal, a self-service portal, and go in and request that asset. Does something like that exist, Darwin? Maybe on your computer that you can show us. Yes. So one second. Self service. This button. Yes, you using using the self service portal is going to automate, you know, the request for um, different access, as you mentioned, um, and it's going to alleviate the need to trigger different emails and phone calls to different departments, uh, making it very seamless. And you know, you know, not only not only are able to track. Like right now, I am logged on into a our demo uh, enterprise PIM system. I'm logged into the self-service portal. So 
from here, I'm uh, I'm able to act, access a host of of services depending on the role that I have. So uh, this this particular system has you know has all of our module optional modules deployed. So we have we, you know the 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 individual system have have might have uh, less modules than we have in here. Uh, in the case of an asset request, it could be something as simple as, as you know logging into my my asset request, and from here I can you know request what what I'm trying to get. So here you could have many of different assets that you can you can you can request. You can ask for keys to a to a cabinet to uh, just in the case of Traca to. Uh, the keys to uh, um, and you know the the, the click click uh, click keys to you know in this case you know I can request a click key for one of our smart uh, uh, locks there you go I'm getting the click along with it yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, you can you can you can you can request one or multiple assets in the same request. And when it happened in the in the back end, you can have controls of you know if you require some type of authorization, and nobody needs to look at that request uh, before you get it. In this case, I'm just going to ask for that uh, that click key. The reason for the request is perform maintenance. Remote composite, or whatever the, the the request is that you're trying to achieve. You know, like I said, the the, the assets can be, you know, the imagination uh, is is your limit as far as like what you can track. If it's something that you need to track, you know, a, a module like asset management can 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 be very helpful. So now that my, my request is is submitted. On the back end, I can have a, a number of, of processes that, you know, the authorization, or if, if it's something that is something routine and, and based on how you want to uh, handle the request, it can be done automatically. So you have automation that removes a lot of friction on the, you know, the, the management of those of those assets. And the same way that you can request an asset from the self-service, you can, you know, request hosting a visit or requesting a new card or new access. You know, going back to the example earlier about how your your career might transition. I'll, I'll give you my own example. When I started with HID, I started in professional services. And after some years, I'm moving to uh, sales and, 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 and sales engineering. So my role changed. So my, my access needs change uh, accordingly because now I, I have new managers, I have new offices that I was that I was assigned to. So the same way that my career has transitioned, you know, PIM can allow you to empower your 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 your, your uh, employees and your contractors. One 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 important thing is that the same way that I can act uh, act on my my own card requests. 
if you have an, a you know critical number of contractors that you want them to onboard and maintain those identities, they can use a, a solution just like the self service, but extend it to be able to manage the employer uh, identities. So you, they can do the maintenance and do their request. The controls on assigning and authorizing the access remain in place, but you are able to use you know solutions here to request a new credential or requesting access areas. Now back to you. So Darwin, uh, on that note of the contractor piece, um, so if I'm ABC company and I have, <clears throat> you know, a hundred people working for me and I want to give access to one of those contractors to come into your location, um, speaking to that. So they, I can, as me owning the system, I can give the head of that contracting company access for him to go ahead and um, upload all of his contractors and all the information that they're going to need and give them the access they're going to grant when they get to my location that day, correct? That is correct. So from, from this from this guy, they, they can open a, a, a request. So you have as an employer, as an employer administrator, the authorized admin will have the ability of requesting access areas on behalf of the identities under their purview. In this case, you know, the employee. So think about it, you know, a hierarchical way, you have the parent organization that can sponsor those employers under them and delegate the, the access requests for their identity. So yeah. number one, you know, you can liberate your operators from having to deal with the identities of those contractors, but still have the control over your uh, your workflows for that those authorization. Thank you. I imagine that's a great tool for a lot of our <clears throat> customers that are using contractors in a number of ways, especially I think of my past life, natural resources and energy. You know, they do a lot of contracting and subcontracting out in those big facilities they've got. Manufacturing probably has a lot of that too. I know tech ends up having a lot of contractors in, in different capacities. So that's a really interesting tool. Also, it also it's, it's very, very uh, interesting use case in a multi-tenant situation. So mm -hmm. you can have a, a, an organization that can use a similar uh, setup to host, you know, different tenants within within their environment and providing them the ability of managing their own, their own identities uh, within the system, while still maintaining overall control of the solution and the access to your your locations. Very good. I think you touched on some really interesting and great points. Some really powerful tools. We'll get it wrapped up. I want to go have lunch soon. Um, and if you can't tell, I'm still recovering from a little bit of a cold, so my throat could use a little, a little break. Um, yeah, I, Jeanette, I think you hit it on the head earlier with with some of why you're hearing about uh, PIAM in addition to access control for these larger organizations. Um, to me, it is an ultimate priority for an organization, especially those of size, to have tools that, as Darwin pointed out, liberate, free up give efficiencies to whatever description you kind of want to put in there um, around their their staff, their personnel, um, but they're not losing 
security when they're doing that. And I think those fine balances that everyone's looking for is how to balance experience and efficiency with security. And so uh, I think that's ultimately important when we're talking about tools on top of an access control system and, and why I think they're complementary and, and in no way um, com uh, competitive to each other. Any other thoughts, Jeanette, from what you're seeing and hearing in the field these days? Otherwise, we'll let Darwin give our wrap up today. No, I feel like we've touched on everything that I addressed early on and what I'm hearing from my clients. Um, I guess the only thing I would add is that as we're looking at, you know, different security policies, different access control, everybody's favorite topic is, you know, risk and reporting and how can we control um, you know, audits moving forward and compliance in the future. And uh, I think that's kind of where we're headed with our, our next conversation. Perfect tee up for, for the next <laughs> conversation. That'll be session three. We're going to touch on some of that. And um, we'll see what Darwin has in store for us software side this time. So Darwin, final thoughts. You get to take us away. Yes. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Matthew. So it, when you're implementing a physical identity and access management solution, you are not only using a force multiplier because you can have in, in complex organizations where you have multiple physical access control systems from different vendors, different versions, you have the ability of wrap yourself around it and have a single pane of view, like Jeanette mentioned earlier, where you can maintain control of your assets and empower your users, your contractors to be able to perform self-service requests while still maintaining and focusing on the the, 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 the riskiest parts of your organization, the ones that you really want those controls. So the menial tasks, the automation, the, the things that, you know, are, should be a, a non, you know, non-secretary, those are the ones that, you know, you can automate and, and focus and take the time of your operators, of your facilities folks, on those tasks that bring value in the form of reduced risk or better user experience, both for your employees, your visitors, your contractors, where they can, you know, they have access in a timely manner to where, where they need to be and get the credentials where they need to be or the assets that they need to access. Thank you. We're done today. And we're done. Thank you, we're Darwin, thank you as always. Jeanette, great to see you again. We'll see you next week for, uh, I think, maybe our final session or the week after. I don't remember which. Um, if you're just catching this online uh, as a recording, today we talked about um, adding PIM to an existing access control stack. The first session was around visitor management, which, which we really think of as kind of a sub area within the broader PIM landscape. And Jeanette brought up a couple of topics that session three is going to have audit, risk, reporting, everyone's favorites. So <laughs> stay tuned. We'll see y'all next time. Thank you both. Thank and you. have a good Bye -bye. Thank you. Looking forward Thanks. to it. Take care. <laughs>